Atomic Joints Activated. Good Thursday morning, Goblin Stompers. Yep, it's Thursday. It's the after the Wednesday every other week show. That doesn't really... That's going to be confusing for some people. <clears throat> it's confusing for me. But I played a game last night, so the next day I like to talk about it. That's how it goes. Uh, so yeah, so last night's AD&D first edition... Fantasy Grounds game featuring my favorite crew online. Not really. They're not my favorite crew. All my crews are my favorite crew. I love playing with these guys. They are fun. And uh, I'm not going to go super in-depth about plot, uh, but let's just say that last night we had a bit of a moral dilemma. Let me throw it out there for you. So you've got, you've rescued the girl. She's the hostage. And you've rescued the girl. And now, you have a couple of choices. You see, the girl was a tribute. She was meant to be some sort of a sacrifice. At what level, you have no idea. Between the human villagers of whatever village, in this case, Saltmire, and the lizard folk across the lake who demand that said tribute be made, annually or biannually or whatever your situation is and so these girls are shipped off they're not children they're grown women so let's you know start there uh the pact is that uh it keeps the peace and in times of need if the village is under attack the lizard folk will protect you but you don't know why the girl what happens to the girl you don't know what happened so our intrepid heroes they have the girl they've rescued her they must make their escape from the caverns in which she was being kept they do so uh with with pretty fastly i mean they they have an encounter but they scrub the encounter i mean they pretty much they deal with it uh well there's some good roles not a lot of boofing and uh and so they get out of there pretty easily, but now they have this girl. And they, so what are they going to do? Are they going to take her back to the village? Well, the villagers are just going to send her off to the lizard people. Do they go attack the lizard people? Ooh, we're only first level. It's a whole village of lizard people. I don't know if that's a good idea. Hmm. What about our reward situation? I mean, there wasn't much money in this cave. Are they going to give us a reward at the village? Should that make a difference? Moral dilemma. Uh, and so there was a lot of discussion, you know, there was, uh, it was plenty, the action occurred and then there's just sort of this, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? Are we going to be happy with the outcome? Uh, it was good. It was good for character development, I think. Uh, there were a couple of characters, clearly players who had characters who were clearly uncomfortable with bringing her back. But they were, they were somewhat in the minority. I think everybody agreed they didn't want to see the girl sacrificed. But many of the players slash characters believed that it was sort of outside of the boundary of what they were allowed to decide. It was a deep issue. 
And it really, I don't know that it was resolved to everybody's satisfaction. I mean, it was resolved more or less to my satisfaction as the DM. Uh, the players took the girl back to the village. The uh, liaison for the lizard people made arrangements for the tribute to be taken across the lake. And in order to ease the transition for those characters who clearly opposed the transaction, uh, a fairly large sack of gems was passed between Lizard Man and uh, and Paladin. And that's important to understand. This, this party doesn't just have fighters and thieves and wizards and clerics. It's got Paladin. So you know that if played correctly, that is just... That is a very difficult pill to swallow. And props to Kelly for really, really, you know, handling it, I think, as correctly without going way off the reservation as possible. Because I could clearly, I could clearly sort of feel through the internet that uh, that character wanted to just kill every lizard man it saw. And yet, when he cast detect evil on the liaison nothing it was not evil a bit confusing and so it goes now they're at a, a point where the village is sated they're not look it's not a celebration they're happy that the problem the potential problem with the lizard men has been eradicated for the moment uh, they're happy that everybody came back safely uh, they're glad to get on with their lives and get on with the fishing. And now the party has a decision to make. Where are they going to go? What are they going to do? Paladin, he clearly wants to head off west and uh, and find those lizard men. But I don't know that everybody's in that boat, you know. Especially not Hobbs, who his character, uh, Hoff, clearly uh, just wants to find a tomb. And go feel good about killing things and taking their shit. So, and who could blame them? Because that's fun too. You know, you don't want a moral dilemma at every game table. You know, like every session. You should not hand the players a moral dilemma. But it is interesting to see how something like that plays out. So, uh, you know, I like to throw them in. I feel like they have their place. And, uh... You know, I see no reason why you wouldn't throw one in once in a while. But sure, I, I can sense that uh, some of the players are chomping at the bit for a bit of a dungeon crawl. So uh, it's very possible that if they make the correct decisions, they they will end up in a dark and uh, a dark and, and dreary place that really doesn't doesn't deter. It, it has no moral. There's no moral compunction about whatever you do in that place. Really, you can just slaughter stuff. So that's the gaming report. It You know, it's uh, Fantasy Grounds. It plays well. Everybody is picking it up. I think the more games we play, uh, the easier it's getting for everybody. You play every other week, and I think most of these guys are roll 20 And so when they finally make their way back around to a Fantasy Grounds table, things get a little confusing. The character sheets are deeper, and uh, the mechanics of the UI are a little more complex. It's what I live in most of the time, so I tend to forget about how difficult that learning curve can be, especially if you're not playing weekly. Uh, so, 
we're playing bi-weekly. I don't know. Hobbs really would like to play a weekly game. I, maybe there's some middle ground there where we can do three on a month. Um, it's tough. It's tough for grown people to get four games in a month. I know it sounds crazy. You'd think you'd have the time, but, you know, a lot of us have crazy schedules that are, are shifty. So... I think everybody had a good time. I hope they did. There'll be a game recap on the Discord. And uh, I don't know that we're necessarily looking for one more. We might be looking for one more player. Uh, I feel like that might help. It seems like every week there is at least an absence. Uh, And, again, I get it. Somebody's birthday pops up. You know, you forget your anniversary, whatever. Grown people. Things happen. I'm sure there will be weeks where I plan to game up until Wednesday afternoon and then I get some kind of crazy news that throws me way off. So I try not to let that happen. I certainly have put in enough front end work where, you know, I, I want to game. I want to play. So what else? What else should we talk about today? You know, I've been giving a lot of thought to, uh, uh, you know, I, I gave a pretty long answer to Tim Short's question about the pawn shop uh, a few episodes ago. And I started thinking about other things at the pawn shop that uh, that are interesting. You know, Tim asked what else is interesting. Other people have brought up, you know, they don't, they don't have a specific question. They just feel like it's an interesting business. Uh, maybe that's the fault of television. Maybe, you know, the fault of literature. It's probably less interesting than either of those medium presented to be. But I did start to think about the things that make me crazy at work. The things uh, that I have to deal with or I have to listen to that make me a little nuts. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a few of the big ones. Now, again, it is important that you understand that the pawn shop is in a low socioeconomic environment. That these are not educated people. Uh, It's not that they haven't had the opportunity for education, uh, but many of them have decided to not be educated, at least through high school. Uh, Of course, I understand that socioeconomics can leave you in the dust a little bit when it comes to uh, higher education, but... Uh, At the very least, like all Americans, they have the opportunity to go uh, first to 12. Many of them do not do not do that. Uh, So we're not dealing. I'm not dealing with a highly educated population. No. Am I dealing with a population that is uh, aggressive? Yes, I'm in a high crime area. Much of it violent. There have been days where I've heard gunshots outside and locked the door. There have been days where um, someone has come in and been violent. Uh, Even before a transaction occurs, they come in drunk or angry. And then there's that, drug abuse and alcohol abuse. Um, And I'm all for drug use and alcohol use. I would like to put that out there. I feel like responsible citizens should be able to make decisions about what they ingest and how, you know, and and what what they want uh, that effect to be, you know, how they want to perceive the world and what filters they'd like to wear. However, uh, in the case of the location of the pawn shop, what we see is more abuse of those substances. So, so let me just put that out there, that I'm dealing with a population that suffers from primarily those three issues. 
Okay. Now we, now we have some basis for the following discussion of things that make me want to fucking poke my eyes out and put hot pokers in my ears and rip my face off. Okay. Here's uh, the number one thing that people say when they bring something into the pawn shop. That is, it's untrue. It is a lie. It is, a, it, you know, there's no nice way to say it. They, they say it. I don't know if they realize that they're lying, but they are. It's a lie. They will bring in a bag, say a shopping bag or uh, a knapsack, and they will pull, let's just say they will pull a DVD out of the player, out of the bag with a remote. And they will say, I brought you a DVD, John, and it's brand new. I'm sorry, they don't say brand new. They say brand new, like B-R-A-N-T. It's brand new. And so I, it's in a, okay, so I'm already, you would think I'd be immune to this, but I'm not. So I'm already in the thing, my head's like, well, it's not brand new. So now I got to fight. Now I know that I have to either explain or simply ignore the fact that whatever the item is, in this case, the, uh, the imaginary DVD player, it's not brand new. It's not new in any way, shape or form. It's not fresh in the box from the retailer. It is not new. And they pull it out, and in some cases, it will be in decent condition. In other cases, it will look like somebody ate pancakes on it, and then roaches laid eggs on it, and then the cat pissed on it. But they will still say that it's brand new. Brand new. Now, understand something. First off, just because you got something yesterday doesn't make it new. It only makes it new to you. The only way something is new that I can sell it as new is that it has never been out of a box or used in any way, shape, or form. And yet, countless times a day, I really, I have no idea how many times a day someone comes in and says something is, uh, is brand new. Now, I know that uh, these words that I speak are falling on ears where it will not matter. You will not be walking into a pawn shop with a used DVD player in your knapsack probably. And even if you did, you would not pull it out of your knapsack and say, or backpack and say, oh, I have a brand new uh, DVD player. You wouldn't do that. Because I like to believe that the few people who listen to this are smart people. And that you're, on some level, you're truthful, no matter how you may attempt to market an item to me uh, or to any pawnbroker. You, you would not just like blatantly uh, say something crazy, like a brand new. You also would use a D at the end of brand instead of T. It is a D. It is brand new. Or you could just say new. I have a new item. <sighs> I would feel better if uh, someone would say, I recently purchased this. I've used it a bit. Uh, it's in very good condition. I've kept it nice Uh and I find myself in a position where I, I need some money and I was hoping to either get a loan or to sell this item to you that is in very good condition. But I'm not going to get that. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. It's brand new. This John is brand new. And that slides right into one of the things that I hate, and that is that Philadelphia is very well known now, I think, across the country for the word John. Now, I've just used a phrase, the word John. Is a grunt a word 
because I feel like a grunt is just a sound, and I feel like John is just a sound. And the spelling of it is just how we spell the sound, because the word is fucking meaningless. It, it is meaningless, and yet we have embraced it. This city, in its ignorance, has embraced it. Uh, and the, it is marketed. It is on uh, McDonald's signs and Wawa signs, and there are beers with the name John. And it's insane. It's it's completely insane. I mean, it, it's a it's meaningless. Any if anything can be a John, can and just say thing. Like I have this thing. We already have a word. We don't need a word that sounds dumber than the word we actually already have. Oh, can you tell? I'm like my blood pressure way up. I need some coffee. Yeah, John, it's a problem. And everybody comes in and says, so I have this brand new John for you. I've had people literally ask me, with, without even showing me an item, how much I will pay for a brand new John. I shit you not. That is a literal thing that has happened. That is an actual situation I've been in. Hey, man, I got this brand new John, and I was wondering, how much you give me for that brand new John? And I, I can only answer that question with, I have absolutely no idea what it is you're trying to sell me. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I hear words. I hear sounds coming out of your mouth. They are, they're, they're totally meaningless. They're totally meaningless. All right, I'm not. I'm not going to do like 40 minutes on things that bother me. That, that that's a couple. That's sort of like two that are really one. Um, but lacking any other interesting questions that are asked me about the pawn shop, I'm going to do a series of things that happen in the pawn shop uh, repeatedly, not just one-offs, because that's a one-off is entertaining on some level. It's new, uh, but things that repeatedly happen at the pawn shop that are that are sort of irksome, that bother me, that are problematic. They're things that you should be aware of if for any reason you're headed to the pawn shop and, and you're planning on transacting some business. And that's it. I have no, let's see, game, upcoming games, nothing for uh, a couple weeks. I'm solid. I have a great, I have an interesting weekend, I think, planned. I have a friend's 50th birthday. I might have mentioned this last time. That's Friday. And there's a party at a place with some people. So I'm excited. I don't know, I'm excited to do that. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not really overly social, and I don't love going to large gatherings. But it's a good friend. I know him for a long time, and I, I should go. Saturday of a photo walk with a friend. I think that'll be going down. I hope uh, we're supposed to have a nice day. So hopefully, like we'll get an early morning city walk in or something. We'll find some interesting attraction. And then. Uh, Sunday, I have some family I'm probably going to be getting together with. I have a pretty busy weekend. The new puppy, Augie, is, uh, he's a difficult. He's like a toddler now. He's like a hairy toddler that barks instead of cries. So, I don't know that you were looking for an update on the puppy. I don't even know that I even brought the puppy up before. Maybe I did. I said we got one. Um, you know, he's eating a little more. He's very hairy. He needs, he needs to be groomed. And uh, last night, we just gave up. We couldn't stand. I could. I gave up. I'm not going to blame her. I, I I couldn't stand the barking and the crying anymore from the from the the crate. And you know he's fine when we're out of the house. We put him in the crate. He's solid. 
But when he knows we're in the house and he's in that crate, you just forget it. It's a lost cause. So I just I put him in the bed. And you know what? He found his comfort zone in about 10 minutes. He dropped. And I didn't hear from him, I didn't hear from him until about 6 a.m. So I'm calling that a win. You know, I don't care if he's in the bed. I mean, I, I don't want him to pee and shit in the, in the house, really, which is still a bit of a struggle. But he's doing a lot better as long as we take him out frequently. Um, he seems to be all right. Uh, it's it's a lot of time we miss the cue, and it's our fault. But, uh, yeah, he's Augie. He's Augie Doggy, and he's hairy, and uh, now he sleeps in the bed. So, there you go. All right, guys, have a great weekend. You probably will not hear from me until next week. I imagine things are about to get pretty busy. So, enjoy your games. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your stuff. Enjoy your new whatever you just got. Or enjoy thinking about buying the thing you're going to buy. Or whatever. Just chill chill, chill out. Relax. It's fine. It's just another day. I'm going to go hit the pawn shop. I'm sure I'm going to have to deal with a lot of brand new stuff today. So, I will chat with you guys in a few. Hobbs, you don't send me any pictures. Hobbs, please. You know. I know you know what I'm talking about. I really, it's the last thing I want to see. It's the last thing. All right, guys. Peace. Game on.